0: hello and welcome to reading the bible cover to cover in 365 days my name is andrea lendy author of the book and bible reader and studier for over a decade and i'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading welcome to day 96 of reading the bible cover to cover in 365 days let us pray O Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 7. There are many nuggets of wisdom in this chapter as Jesus continues his Sermon on the Mount, which started with the Beatitudes the other day. He is still talking here. He talks about judging people and tells us not to. In verse six, he says, do not give that which is holy, the sacred things to the dogs and do not throw your pearls before hogs lest they trample upon them with their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. When we receive messages from the Lord, they are meant for us and not our family or friends. One of the things Jesus warns us about is to be careful who we share God's messages with. The Lord absolutely has a wonderful plan for each of us. Ephesians tells us he has a plan already predestined for us, and he's prepared the path we should go. Let's not allow anyone to steal the dream God has put in our hearts by telling them something that is only meant for us. Yes, there are things we are meant to tell our family for sure, but let's be careful that we don't tell anyone the messages God has given us until he says we can. Jesus tells us to keep on asking and it will be given you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives. And he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be opened. Let's stay encouraged, friends, even in the face of discouragement. This world tries to knock us down and knock us out of the race God has already won. Let's keep our eyes on him today. Well, let's see what Paul is writing the Thessalonians in chapter 3. Again, Paul indicates he is suffering. He sent Timothy to the Thessalonians to check in on them and make sure they were still strong in their faith. He is elated by the news that they are steadfast in their beliefs. This news cheered Paul up and he prayed the following blessing on them in verses 12 and 13. And may the Lord make you to increase and excel and overflow in love for one another and for all people, just as we also do for you, so that He may strengthen and confirm and establish your hearts faultlessly pure and unblameable in holiness in the sight of our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, with all His saints, the holy and glorified people of God. Amen. So be it. Part of the great commandment is to love one another. We know it deep in our core, but we fall short sometimes. At least I do. There have been people I've met along the way whom I didn't love and never thought I could until I prayed, prayed the Lord would love them for me and through me. It was never long before an affinity grew, and it was never long before I felt God loving them through me. I didn't do anything. It just happened. This is what Paul meant when he wrote, may the Lord make you increase and excel and overflow in love for one another. This is what God does because he is love. He is an expert in love. God puts love in our hearts to strengthen, confirm, and establish ours so we are faultless and pure, so that we are holy in his sight. God does the work in us if we are willing. Let's allow him to change our hearts and love others, the ones who are hard to love. Let's see what's happening to the Israelites in Joshua chapter 5. It starts out with all their enemies hearing about how the waters were dried up by God and they became afraid. God told Joshua to make knives of flint and circumcise this new generation of Israelites. They kept the Passover on the 14th day in the fields of Jericho. The next day, manna from heaven stopped and they were able to eat from the land. We read about a very divine interaction between Joshua and the captain or prince of the Lord's heavenly host. Joshua was told to take his sandals off for he was on holy ground. This was similar to the experience Moses had on Mount Sinai. A miracle was about to happen. Chapter six is a big chapter because the Lord provided a big victory, which was truly a miracle. One aspect of God-sized miracles is obedience. Obedience to him. The Lord told Joshua exactly what to do. He relayed the message to the men who were ready for battle. One of the things they were told to do was be quiet. They were not to speak at all as they circled the city of Jericho. We may wonder why. I think it's because talking can get us into trouble. Maybe they would have started to complain. I mean, these men were ready for battle and yet they had to wait. I bet they would have wanted to go in and fight right away, but they were told to march around the city for six days and on the seventh, they would be able to overtake it. That takes patience, my friends, and a quiet tongue. If they would have started complaining or questioning their orders, this battle may not have gone as it did. We tend to want to take on the battles we face on our own and fight it in our own strength too. But God had a different plan for them way back then as he does for us today. The battle belongs to the Lord. Our first verse tells us that Jericho was tightly closed in with high walls because the people feared the Israelites. God's plan included him breaking the walls down for them. The fierce warriors didn't have to break down the walls themselves. That was God's job. Their obedience to God's instructions provided the miracle. Joshua put a curse on the city and anyone who would try and rebuild it. This city was destroyed and God intended it to stay that way. There may be something God wants to remove from our lives, but we keep going back to it. Let's check in with him today and make sure we aren't doing something he is done with. Psalm 96 is another psalm of praise. It tells us to talk about all the wonderful things God has done. Just as the Israelites were to remember what God had done for them and keep them close to their hearts, we are reminded to do the same. I believe we are to remember that God we serve is the same God who parted the Red Sea and the Jordan. He is the God who is able, able to do all things. There is nothing too difficult for him. He made the earth and all that is in it. It is all his. Sometimes we forget this simple fact and get caught up in the world and all of our troubles. But God is the same today as he was thousands of years ago. And he is the same God who desires our praise and our worship. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, you are great and mighty. You are almighty God. Father, we praise your name. We praise all of your works. Continue to remind us how great and mighty you are. Help us never forget all the wonderful things you have done. May our hearts be filled with praise for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.